0: for listening to our podcast recorded live at Gateway Church Ashford. You can find out more about us on our website gatewaychurchashford.co.uk.
1: What we're going to be speaking on is the power of the spoken word. The power of words that come out of our mouths but we're going to be relating it to obviously being Christians and speaking God's word and speaking what God is telling us to speak. Fran and I want to equip you this morning. We want to encourage you. We want to equip you. We want you to go out of this place feeling that you have got a tool or a weapon in your hand that you will be able to use immediately, that you'll be able to use immediately. Some of you have this tool But maybe you are not using it, and some of you may not have even thought about using this tool. But I tell you, if you can grasp hold of something of what we're about to share this morning, this could transform your life. It certainly transformed ours, and when we were given the opportunity to speak on anything that we wanted to speak on, which is unusual, but very welcome... God said, Speak out of your life. Speak out about where you are now, what you've been learning, what I've been teaching you. And so that's what we're going to be doing. So I'd like to welcome you, uh, invite you to pray and to pray with me that God would enable you by his grace to receive something. Something of what God has been doing in us, something of what God wants to be doing in you, something of what God is doing in the church as a whole. But let's ask God. ...that we may be able to receive, okay? So, I invite you just to pray with me right now. Holy Spirit, we invite you. We thank you, Lord, that you're for us and not against us. Yes, thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you're for our upbuilding, yes. ...not for us, Lord, to be downtrodden. Lord, you're for us, Lord, to be victorious in life, Lord. You're for us, Lord, to know you in a deeper way. And you're, you're for us, Lord God, that we may not only have transformed lives but that we can transform the lives of others around us. So, Holy Spirit, would you help us to receive something of what you wanted to impart to us today? Holy Spirit, would you impart something into our hearts? Would you cause something to become alive and be woken up this morning in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. Okay. In Genesis, we hear nine accounts of where it says, God spoke. God said. It's the great nine nine statements where God created the world, where he set it all in motion, where he set up his plan. But what we need to see is that God spoke and then it happened. God spoke and then it happened. And that pattern, that remit, is what we have through scripture And it's passed on to us as well. And so there is power in what we speak. And you can speak a blessing over somebody, you can speak nice things to somebody, you can encourage somebody, but you could also speak something which could damage people and put people down. But what we're going to concentrate on this morning is speaking truth. We're going to concentrate on speaking what God wants us to say and allowing that to transform us and to transform others says this in Isaiah 42. This is a great verse, this. Isaiah 42, 9, it says, See the former things that have taken place and the new things that I declare. Now, listen to this bit, next bit. It says, before they spring into being, I announce them to you. So God says, he says to us, before things spring into being, before I start creating things around you, in you, I announce them. I speak them. I tell you about them. And elsewhere in Scripture it says that God says, I I let the prophets know what I'm going to be doing and they tell you before I do it. And so there is power in knowing what's going to happen and there's power in speaking it out. And there's a great difference in knowing something to speaking something. That's the first point that we really want you to grab hold of this morning, is there's a difference between knowing or thinking something as opposed to speaking something out. The Bible's very clear. It says in Matthew 12, verse 34, it says, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So even now, as you're listening to me now, there's something going on in your heart, in your thoughts, in your inner being. There's something going on. You're processing thoughts. You're processing things. Some of it's a bit jumbled. But there are times when you just know something is right. You know something is right, and you suddenly speak it out. And the moment you've spoken it out, it becomes a reality. Things start to happen. I love Fran. Aww. I've I've loved her since we were 16, wasn't it? In year 11 at school. And I, I, I was love at first sight for me, not for Fran, it was for me. But there, but there came a point when I, I knew Fran was going to be my wife. Do you know? Men, you know that, don't you? There's that point you think, I definitely want this woman to be my wife. If I just dwelled on that thought, nothing would have happened. I had to speak it out. In fact, I did more than that. I got on my knee. <laughs> And I spoke it out. And I said, Fran, will you marry me? And she said, yes. Yes. She said, yes. And from that moment that I spoke that word to her, our whole of our future changed. Our thinking changed. Our plans changed. Because the, the word had got out. And then we made plans to get married. And then we did get married. There's power in the words that you speak. The Bible also says that the, there is power in the tongue. It's like a rudder of a ship can steer a, a large ship. And as I said before, you can use it for blessing, you can use it for cursing. But we're not going to be looking at the whole thing about gossip and how you use your tongue in that way. We're looking at it as being a tool or a weapon for you and how God has planned for this to happen. God allowed the um, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob to use their tongue to speak a blessing over their sons. And their sons would wait for this word to come. You know, in fact, they were so anxious to have this word spoken over them that they would even be devious in order to get that word spoken over them. But here's the thing, once the word was spoken over them, the word became reality, and that's what happened in their life. It was like a prophetic word that was spoken over them and it would happen. There is power, in what you speak. And this was passed on to the disciples as well from Jesus. Jesus demonstrated this. Jesus had thoughts, but it's when he spoke them out that things started to happen. He said to the, um, to the, the lame man, he said, this is in John 5, 8, he says, pick up your mat and walk. And what did he do after he spoke that? He walked. He picked up his mat and he walked. He said to the woman who uh, uh, needed healing, he said, woman, you are healed. This is from Luke 13. And then it says, instantly, she was healed. So once you speak these words out, it's wonderful what God will do. And also in Luke 8, 54, it says, this is Tabitha who had died. She was dead. And then Jesus just said to the child, um, woman, uh, sorry, my child, get up. And it says, and she got up. And then later on, the disciples learned this as well, because we, we hear about uh, John and Peter when they came across the lame man. And uh, Peter said to the lame man, walk. And instantly, it says the man, well, they, they got him up to his, they helped him up, and it says instantly he had power in his legs and he was able to walk. There is power in what you speak. And that's what we really want you to grasp. But there's also, we need you to understand that there's a difference between what's in your heart and what actually comes out of your mouth. It says in Romans 10.8, it says, the word is in your heart and it's in your mouth. And then later on, two verses later, it says, with the heart you believe, but with the mouth you confess and you are saved. See, the devil believes things. The devil believes that Jesus is the son of God, but the devil will never speak it. We believe that Jesus is the Son of God, but we will speak it because it changes our life when we speak it. And we always encourage people when they become a Christian, we always encourage them to speak out their confession. We say, go to somebody, tell somebody that you become a Christian because it firms up what's in your heart and it becomes a reality. And as soon as you speak it out, things seem to change in your life. So in a moment, Fran's going to be uh, showing you uh, how to prepare yourself that you may be able to use God's word powerfully. Do you agree with me that God speaks truth? Yes, good. God speaks truth. He, God will always be speaking truth. He can't speak lies. He speaks truth. And so what we want to happen this morning is, Fran and I want to equip you so that you will be able to get hold of the truth that God is speaking all the time, to get hold of it, get it into your heart, and then decide in your heart that this is true for a situation or something like that, and then speak it out of your mouth. And when you speak it out of your mouth, that's when you will transform your life, you will transform situations around you, you will transform people around you, because there's power in the spoken word so we said god speaks truth scripture is truth yes so what we what we do is we feed our mind with truth and then we believe in our heart that that truth is real and for us and for our particular situations and then we speak out the truth and then we see the effect of the truth God is challenging us. He's challenging us as Christians that we need to not be silent, that we need to speak. There was a time when I was a young Christian and I didn't speak out the truth. I mulled it over in my mind, but I didn't speak it out. But gradually, as I've gone on in my Christian life, I've started to speak out the truth. And that's when powerful things started to happen. It's just come into my head, I had a difficult situation with my son. Or oh, both, both boys, actually. But I'm th- thinking of one in particular. I had a difficult situation. And I asked God, what am I to do about this? And he said, I want you to pray over him every night. And so I, every night after he went to sleep, I would go up there and I would pray over him. But I would pray out loud. When I say loud, not, not shouting, but I would actually speak it out of my mouth. And I, was, and I would say truth. I would say, you know, this is, this is my son. God has given me this boy. This boy is my son. I am his father. I will have a relationship with this boy. I will have a relationship with this boy. God has planned that I will have a good relationship with this boy, that I will be able to guide him and guard him. And I spoke out this truth over him. And I used to do it every night for four, for six months. And there was one incident in the darkness when I'd finished speaking these things out. And I heard this voice say, thanks, Dad. <laughs> He told me later on that he used to try and stay awake so that he could hear me speaking these things over him. I've got a good relationship with I've got a good relationship with him. <laughs> I've got what I asked for. I got what I spoke out. Fran's gonna teach us how we can prepare so that you can actually speak things out of your mouth and see things transformed.
0: So following on from Pete. Let's get practical. So what are the words that we should be speaking out of our mouth? Cuz we've agreed that God speaks truth and we are his children, we're made in his image, we're in his family, so we are called to speak truth too. So where are you going to get these words from that you're going to go home and start speaking out? Well, I want to suggest starting in two places. Number 1, what do you need Have you got a financial problem? Have you got a healing problem? Have you got a forgiveness problem? Have you got a lack of faith? What do you need? That's the first place to look. The second place to look is what is going on in your head? Because we have so much going on in our head, don't we? And so much of it is negative, isn't it? Or is that just me? (laughs) So what's going on in your head? Is there a dislike of yourself? Is there a self-pity going on? Is there impatience? Are you angry? Are you feeling helpless? Are you worried about something? Or are you just plain depressed? So what you do is that you look at what's going on with you in your circumstances or what's going on in your head, and then you start to search for Bible verses that speak into that, So, for instance, if you need healing, go on a Google search of all the Bible verses about God's promise to heal. So that you're not looking at your circumstances, you're looking at what God has promised. And it's so easy to do. Just in Google, you just put Bible verses healing. And you'll come up with tons of sites that have, you know, very kindly just put them all together for you. And then what you do is you look, you choose one of them, say one that says 35 Bible verses on healing. So you click on that site and you start to scroll down, and what will happen is that some of those verses will stand out to you, because God's Word is a living word, isn't it? So some of those words will stand out to you, you grab those, that's your word, and you make yourself a list. Say, for instance, your problem is that you just get so angry and everybody just gets you going. Then you're going to look for verses about, well, not about anger, but you're going to look for the opposite of that. So what's the opposite of anger? It's going to be patience, isn't it? It's going to be long-suffering. So, for instance, I might come across that verse in 1 Corinthians 13 where it talks about love. You know, love is patient, love is kind, love is not easily angered. So I'm going to grab that verse, that's my verse, because God does not want me to stay angry. He's got something better for me as I grow in him. So actually, he's going to grow patience and long-suffering and kindness in me to replace what has been going on. These verses now that you've grabbed and made your own, The the next thing that Pete and I always do that we think is super important is we personalize those words. So it's no longer love is patient, love is kind, love is not easily angered. It's I am patient, I am kind, I am not easily angered. Now when you've got those words coming out of your mouth, that begins to change what's going on in your head. I guarantee you because this is a living word. These verses that you've now collected, and actually under my arm, I've been doing this for a while, and uh, I wanted to show you, you know, th- so I'm not talking theory here, this is what I do, and this has transformed, I've, you know, I've probably got a few more at home, but this is what I do on a regular basis, and I have found it to be absolutely transforming. So these verses that you've now collected onto a page, they are now your sword. They are your weapon. Ephesians 6 talks about, doesn't it, as part of the armor, that we have a sword, which is the word of God. So you've now got a sword in your hand that you can actually use. And it's personal to you and it's relevant to what's going on in your life. So the next thing that we have to do is decide, well, where are we going to speak these things then? How does this work? I've got these verses on a piece of paper. What do I do with them? Well, Hebrews 4, verse 12 says, The word is living and active, and that it judges thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. So our battleground is not with people. Our battleground is not with circumstances, so we don't have a difficult circumstance and we keep speaking these verses over them. No, that's not where the battleground is. It says that it's, it's judging our thoughts and the attitudes of our hearts. So the battleground is always in us. It's never with people. It's never with difficult circumstances. The battleground is won and lost here, right here. So we need to hear these words. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4 says that that the word of God has divine power to demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. So again, it's right here. This is where the battle is going to be won with these verses. But you know, this battleground, this spiritual warfare, this is not about us fighting the enemy. We always fall for this one, I think, where we think we've got to get into fighting the enemy. That's not what warfare is. That is a result of our spiritual warfare, that we have dominance over the enemy. But it's not what we're aiming at. What we're aiming at in this spiritual warfare is actually discovering more about the awesome majesty and authority of Jesus. That's what these speaking out, these verses are going to do for you. They're going to realign your vision so that you are focusing more on him and how glorious he is and the authority that he has. He has defeated the enemy. He's done it. And we come into the good of that and we reline our focus to see how glorious he is. And it transforms what's going on in here. It transforms not only what we're thinking about things, but also how we view things that happen to us. We begin to think differently. So as Pete said, it is not enough to have these verses on a piece of paper and to just think them there is power in speaking them out. And what I would encourage you to do is speak them out with some attitude. So when I've got my sheets and when I'm, I'm praying these things through and reading them out, I will pace the room. Come on, back straight, shoulders back, head up. This is truth. You know, I'm speaking out God's word. This is true for my situation. This is true about what God says about me. And I give it some attitude. And I give it, when I can, a bit of volume too, because my ears need to hear what my mouth is saying. Because even as I'm reading them at first, my head is going, No, no, not true, not true for me. You know, it might be true for somebody else, not true for me. Your ears need to keep hearing the truth of God. And what happens is that, that what you're speaking out, and I, I often do this every day, what happens is that actually you are shaping your thoughts by the words that you speak. See, left to ourselves, we let our thoughts shape our words, don't we? So we wake up in the morning, we feel out of sorts, We feel grumpy, everything's bad today, and what do we do? We go through the day speaking out what we think. And guaranteed, you have a grumpy, bad day. But we are called to wake up in the morning, feel grumpy, feel ratty, feeling at odds with everybody, and we are called to capture those thoughts and to make them captive to Christ, This is one way to do that, that instead you start speaking something that your thoughts are not saying. You speak the opposite. So you say, this is a good day. God is with me today. God loves me as much today as he did yesterday. This is going to be a good day. I'm going to look for somebody to bless today. I'm going to look for somebody to smile at. You know, and you start to do the opposite. Now, you might say to me, Well, look, Fran, that all sounds like too much like hard work. And actually, I just want a quiet, peaceful Christian life, no waves and no no extra work. Well, there's a lovely verse in Psalm 39, verse 2, that is really quite provoking. And what it says is, When I was silent and still, not saying anything good, my anguish increased. See, there's no neutral ground in a battlefield. If you don't take the ground, the enemy will. So if you choose to just stay neutral, stay under the radar, stay quiet, your anguish increases. You see, Proverbs 10 says, the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. So let's have life coming out of our mouths rather than death. So now we are going to just give you a quick demonstration of what we do, which I've given you a little bit of one already. But I've got, I've got some of my words here, and Pete's got some of his. So we're just going to give you a little taste of what this sounds like.
1: As we read these scriptures, we're got, we, we've personalised them, but I believe I felt God said this to me, that as we speak these out, these verses, some of them are going to resonate with you. And you're going to say, yes, that verse is for me. Now, you may feel, I don't know quite when it's for, but there's something about that verse that's for me. And for some of you, the verse will speak to you directly into a situation that you have. Maybe, you, maybe you, you're, you're seeking God for an answer to prayer in some area or you're having difficulty in, in some particular area and this may well speak to you. So grab hold of the verse and, and say yes, okay? I'd encourage you that even as Fran and I are speaking these, if it does resonate with you and you're brave enough, why not just say yes? Why don't you just shout out yes? <laughs> that would encourage us and it would do something to you as well, inside you. Well, we'll see, we'll see how it goes, okay? Right. Romans 12, verse 2, I choose not to conform to the pattern of this world any longer. Instead, I choose to have my mind renewed by you, Holy Spirit, and I will know God's will for my life.
0: Exodus 14, 14, you fight for us, Lord, we need only hold our peace.
1: Philippians 4, 8, I choose to think about whatever is noble, true pure, lovely, admirable and praiseworthy.
0: Deuteronomy 20 verse 3, I am bold, brave and confident. I refuse to give way to panic because you Lord go with us to fight against our enemies and give us the victory.
1: 2 Timothy 1, I am not timid because the spirit of God in me gives me power, love and self-discipline.
0: 2 Chronicles 20, verse 17, I take up my position of standing firm and I look to see the deliverance that you will give me. I refuse to be afraid or discouraged. In boldness and confidence, I go out to face today and the Lord will be with me.
1: Proverbs 28, I am kept safe because I now walk in God's
0: wisdom. 2 Chronicles 20, I am bold and confident because the battle is not mine, it's God's.
1: Ephesians 4 23, I now have a new attitude of the mind, and I'm now able to put on the new self that's been created to be like God in righteousness and holiness. I give the devil no foothold in my life. I allow good, wholesome talk to come out of my mouth. I choose to be kind and compassionate and forgiving.
0: Isaiah 41.10. I am fearless because you are with me. I am full of confidence because you're my God. You strengthen me and help me. You uphold me with your right hand.
1: Matthew 21. I choose to believe by faith and I will receive what I ask for as I stay close to the Lord.
0: Psalm 34.17. Every single time I cry to you for help you hear me and always deliver me out of all my troubles.
1: 2 Corinthians 10, 5. I now take every thought captive, and I make it obedient to Christ. And I will now demolish arguments that set themselves up against the knowledge of God.
0: Psalm 18, verse 39. You have equipped me for battle. You make those who rise against me sink below me.
1: Romans 7:25. In my mind... I can now follow God's ways and not my sinful nature.
0: Psalm 118, verse 6. You are with me, so I'm bold. Man can do nothing to me. You're with me. You're my helper. I will look in triumph on my enemies.
1: Proverbs 3, 5. My paths are straight because I choose to trust in the Lord and not trust in my own understanding. My hope is in the Lord, and not my understanding of things.
0: Ephesians 6.13, I put on the full armor of God to withstand evil, and having done all, I stand firm.
1: Lord, we thank you for the power of your word. We thank you that once your word is spoken, there is creative power at work. Lord, would you enable us to honor your word? Would you enable us, Lord, to treasure speaking truth would you transform us today lord so that we will start to increasingly speak out verbally your truth that we may see our lives changed evermore into your glory and to see the situations around us transformed and bowed down the knee to jesus amen